Hey, this is episode number 15 of the Obsessive Creative Podcast. This is a community of relentless creators, and here we talk about what it's like to be compelled and obsessed to make things that matter. And of course, we stay away from stressful topics like social media, taxes, and business development. I'm your host, Luke Cleland, and you can stay up to date on all things obsessive and creative by following me on Instagram at Luke WT Cleland. Let's get into the show. I was making a YouTube video last week about why every photographer needs a dog. And part of that video was going to this amazing dog park uh, a few minutes away from where we live. And uh, I was doing some filming there and it was a beautiful afternoon out. Summer is fully here. Uh, The sailboats were sailing, the kayakers were kayaking, and the paddleboarders were sitting in a lawn chair on their (laughs) paddleboard. Yes, you heard it right. There was this older man sitting in a lawn chair paddling his paddleboard, like on the paddleboard. And do you know, (laughs) do you know what happened? I stood there and stared in disbelief, shock, and amusement. We've all done it before, right? We've stared just too long. We know we should stop looking. We know it's rude, but we just can't help ourselves. It's one thing when kids stare because it's usually a place of perhaps pure fascination. Uh, they are learning how the world works, w- what exists in the world, and and when you see something completely different than you've ever seen before, you want to figure you want to figure it out. So you stare. <laughs> but once you get older, staring really changes, right? It changes from a genuine interest to typically judgment of some type, right? It's it's either overly positive judgment that is creepy, <laughs> and then overly negative judgment of like, I cannot believe what I'm seeing. And that is so weird. There typically isn't any type of neutral staring once you're over the age of 18. What does staring have to do with our creativity? Uh, Well, think back to your third grade art art class. You're sitting in your desk. You can have the smell of glue guns in the air. The pastel pipe cleaners are all around you. I'm not sure if actually pipe cleaners even smell, but okay, you know, the little fuzzy wire things that you used to use in your crafts when you were a kid, those are everywhere. And you look around and you're excited to see what your friends are making to what you're making. You gasp, you laugh when they make funny, funny like shapes out of the fuzzy wires and you say oh man that's crazy or that's oh that's so cool but when you get to your 33rd year and your art class looks more like a business and you're looking around on social media it looks a lot different so I think there actually is a time for staring well figuratively (laughs) when when I first started in photography I had I had no idea what I was doing um which, in a lot, a lot of ways, turned out to be really good for me. Um, but there was also a lot of drawbacks. And, and one of those drawbacks were industry-specific things. I started out, when I started out in photography, I was shooting almost all weddings. And 
there were industry specific things that I did not know about. Like, sure, I knew how to take photos, but there were things about being specifically a wedding photographer that I ended up learning the hard way. So typically one of the first things uh, that you shoot at a wedding is all the bride's details, right? You get her flowers, the jewelry, the invitations, and all that stuff, and you put it together uh, in what's called this flat light um, that I didn't really know existed. Uh, and and when I first started, it, this was always kind of this stressful moment for me because I'd be like, oh, I got to shoot these details, and, and like, wh- what do I do? Like, where do I shoot it? Not like, one, it has to have really good lighting, and then two, I need to find, like, a perfect surface for it to shoot on and let me tell you that combination is was really hard to find so my problem at that time was was the fact that I was very proud of the fact that I had never like worked with another photographer before I had learned photography on my own I was completely self-taught and I didn't need the influence of other people on my work however If I just took the time to look around, to maybe stare for a few minutes at what other photographers were doing, I think I could have learned so many valuable things. Like, maybe I I knew the basics of the photography, or I knew advanced things about taking a photo and lighting all this stuff, but there were were things like, like wedding photographers brought their own backgrounds for shooting details. Boom! Like, my mind was blown. Like, even though that was such a simple solution, a simple idea, oh, bring a board with fabric on it that has that is, like, exactly what you're looking for, the right colors, all this stuff, uh, to shoot all the details on, that had never crossed my mind, even though it was so simple. Not only did this solve my problem about shooting details, But once I started really looking into, okay, what are other people doing in my industry? I don't have to be an island. I don't have to figure this all out on my own. I can can learn from other people. What I was able to learn in a few minutes after just looking into what other wedding photographers were doing based on their collective experience, I just learned so many things that made my work stronger and, and deeper and helped me even work faster. What I needed to do was to stare at other people in my field and learn what they were doing best. Because when I had my head down and said, no, I'm only going to look at my own things. I'm only going to like be just a pure artist. Like I don't want to be tainted by other people's work and their processes. I was so young and proud of my own process and my own ways. I became behind in so many ways that could have been easily fixed if I just let myself stare at something else besides my own work. Secondly, there's a staring that is good, right? This education staring. But the thing that I had to be careful about is that staring turned into competition. It's kind of like that moment when you see little white specks on your cheese in the fridge. (laughs) Right? Just before it turns straight blue fuzz or white fuzz. Uh, But what you do is you just cut it off and you're determined to eat it anyways because you don't want to waste any cheese. Okay, don't judge me. Ali has destroyed my ignorance of cutting off mold off cheese and that it's, she says it's probably already gone through the entire thing of cheese anyways. 
Uh, but I don't care. It strengthens my immune system. So think of the time when, when there's this moment that you find, you know, maybe someone similar to you, another creator, and we get inspired from them and we're learning and it's awesome and we're excited. We're like, wow, this is, person is such an inspiration. And then something like switches sometimes to jealousy, to comparison. And we know the cheese has mold through it, but we just can't help ourselves and we eat the cheese anyways, and we compare ourselves anyways, even though we know it's not good for us, right? And, and I'm sure you know that comparison isn't, hel- comparison isn't healthy for you, but I really think there's, there's three possibilities why it's not only just not good for you, but it breaks down your own creativity. I think, first of all, you just you start imitating what you're obsessed with. You know, one movie that I was absolutely obsessed with when I was young was The Grinch, the Jim Carrey version. Ugh, it's just the best. And I got this VHS version of it when I was a kid. Oh, and for you youngins that don't know what VHS is, like, think of it as, like, Instagram before stories ever existed. Just, like, very far back. Um, Anyways, I watched that thing so much that... I wore out the VHS like it it stopped working because we had just watched it so many times and I had that movie memorized. I still kind of do. Um, and it, it was great to love something, right? It is great to be kind of obsessed with this movie. But the problem came when I started accidentally doing the Grinch voice without realizing it. <laughs> so, jury duty, jury duty, blackmail, eviction notice. Uh, I've got a problem, folks. My point is, when you focus on something so much, too much, it's really hard for it not to fully affect you, not to change you, and, and maybe change too much of you. Okay, another way it breaks down your creativity is that you're actually spending all this time analyzing uh, and comparisizing, comparing, instead of creating. There's only so much you can think about and there is only so much time in one day i just turned on the phone usage notifications man they are scary like i won't even tell you what my totals are but the first thing i thought was wow i the amount of time i am spending on my phone like what have i missed out that I could have like been creating in that time. And it, and it's kind of the same when we are so obsessed and so focused on staring at our competition that that I can lose out on the time that I could have been doing better than the competition or learning from them or getting better myself. Focusing on your competition, lastly, makes you forget who you're really serving. I am an artist because I love people. And and so I make art because I make it for people. So when when you're staring, when I'm staring at my competition, the bad type of staring, the non-learning, the obsessed, the competitive looking, uh, when I'm staring in that way, I lose sight of why I do this in the first place. 
I, d- I don't think creativity is best served for yourself and just to like boost yourself and your own ego and to make you feel good. Uh, while it, it can do those things, I don't think it's art. Art has to have an audience, even if it's just one person, because art is a gift, because creativity is a gift. And when you focus so much on the other gift givers around you, you forget about the gift that's in your own hands. And then lastly, there is freedom in never staring at all. Okay, so it's good to stare sometimes for educational purposes. Uh, It's not good to stare at your competition too long. And then lastly, there's some freedom in never staring at all. During this whole pandemic isolation thing, I've been working on just making some fun YouTube videos and it's something I've wanted to do for a while and it's been fun to have some extra time to do it. And I have never really ever done any type of like vlogging in public (laughs) in my life so far. And the small amount that I have done and tried recently, it is horrible. Like it, you feel every bone in your body when you like hit record. You're like, oh, this is the worst. I feel very self-conscious. Um, and if you ever tried this before, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, you should just try it. Just try recording yourself one day walking down the street and see how you feel. So when I was recording this video this week um, and we were going to this park on the beach, uh, <laughs> where I saw that paddleboarder sitting on his lawn chair on his paddleboard. We pulled up to the light and I had the camera in the car and I was doing a, a segment of the video and I could feel these eyes from the car beside me look over. <laughs> and the thing I tried to do was like, I'm not, I'm not even going to look, I'm not going to look over, even though I like, I want to see who's looking at me, see what, like, what are they thinking? Like all of these things. I was like, no. I am not going to look. And and when you amp yourself up enough to not care about who looks at you when you're vlogging and, and not to look around and just to like record that video, just to do the thing you want to do, to create what you wanted to create, there is almost this freedom when you're when you're disciplined enough to not look over at the people staring at you. The people in your peripherals and instead to just do your work, to have a focus on doing what you've set out at doing and not to look at the peanut gallery. So one of the reasons why I didn't have the podcast finished on uh, Monday was because I actually took my dad golfing for uh, Father's Day. And it reminded me there is there is this phrase that that he would say all the time growing when I was growing up, he'd say, Be careful that you're not going where you're looking instead of looking where you're going. And if we focus so much on the success of those around us and how other creatives are doing their work, then we may just go in the wrong direction. We may just go where we're looking instead of looking where we're going. If if we keep sight, (laughs) if we keep sight, of where our focus is, if we stare at the right direction, the direction we want to go, then we may just actually end up going the right way. 
I'm not saying only focus on your work and never learn from others, but I am saying you will always go where you put your focus. Thank you so much for listening this week. I hope each episode encourages you to lean into who you are as a creative and do work that matters. And if you love the podcast, I would love for you so much to leave a review, whether it's on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. I would love it so much if you subscribed uh, and left some feedback. Maybe shoot me a comment, shoot me a message. I would love to hear from you. And until next week, stay obsessed. Stay obsessed.